0: It's one thing to find and live your own truth. It's another to live the parts of you too big and wild to fit into any truth, even your own. You're listening to Falling into Soul. I'm your host, McCall Erickson. I've been a student and a writer in the field of inner healing and transformation, specifically alchemy, for the past two decades. I bring forth context and reassurance for the deeper, more confusing processes of soul awakening that aren't always reflected for us in mainstream culture. Having the right context for the processes you're going through that the world gives you no context for can help you feel less crazy, less alone, and more able to work with them as they're happening. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode 10 Where to Go When You Don't Fit anywhere. This is, in essence, the root of the pain and the fear of my life. I was always afraid that there was going to be no place for me in this world. That if I was true to myself, true to my soul, and I lived my soul, I would fit nowhere. And of course, I was right. Being true to myself showed me that all the pre-existing models for living life All the preconceived notions and ways of living, they didn't work for me. Of course I fell out of them. My soul didn't fit. But it's not necessarily a fun thing to face, realizing that you don't fit anywhere, that if you're true to yourself, you fall out of everywhere. And I've had to face that pain and that fear and that terror of the unknown over and over again on the journey. In episode one, I talked about what sets us on the spiritual journey in the first place. It's the two questions, who am I and why am I here? I always had a deep need to know that because I felt like if I could know that, if I knew who I was and why I was here, I would be okay. I could find who I was and be it. Things would be okay. I could serve the world and be useful here. But the deeper I got into the journey— the more I kept falling out of all labels, boxes, and places. Anytime I thought I had it, I would inevitably lose it. I kept being thrown straight into the unknown until I realized I belonged mostly to the mystery, that the bulk of my true being resided in the mystery, like the dark side of the moon. I realized that who I was could never really be said in words Who I was, truly was, was an essence. It could only be felt and experienced. The essence of my true self could move freely throughout different forms, but it was not a fixed form. It was not a fixed place. But until I really understood and began to embody that, I tried so hard to build a life that I felt resembled my best truth. I tried to define who I was. We have to try. It's part of the journey. I had to try and break the containers one by one to know that my energy could never be contained within the preconceived outlines for life. That's how I could really know that I was not going to fit in any of them. I had to try. And this is again where distillation comes in. Distillation is where we get to try all of the trying out of our system. In the last episode, I talked about distillation and how it comes after the dark nights of the soul and spirit, which is known alchemically as fermentation. And what's fermenting during the dark nights is our own psyches. This happens so we can face our own shadows, our darkness, our demons. We transmute the worst parts of us. But also, while we're doing that, We're also coming into contact with the best parts of ourselves. We're tuning into the inner world, the spirit realms, other dimensions. We're coming into contact with the eternal parts of our being. We're tuning into energy and the subtle body so much that we start developing our psychic and intuitive abilities, our healing abilities, our unique gifts. And when we start tuning into this, it's so tempting. Of course, we want to do something with our gifts. Of course, we want to share our gifts with the world. We want to bring them into form. And so when we do this, we start traveling up and down the vertical axis. We come up, get clarity, ideas, bring our gifts and our essence into form. But inevitably, we crash back down. And as we do so, the non-essential parts of us, Crash away, get washed away, and we become even clearer and clearer about who we are. We're becoming clearer and clearer about who we are, but that doesn't mean we have any clue how to bring that essence of who we are into form in the world. This is partly why distillation is such a hard phase to go through. For me, distillation gave me a lot of hope and a lot of dashed hopes. I would get clearer and clearer about who I was but then I would fall into the darkness and be more unsure than ever about it. The closer I got to my core, the better and more honed my writing became. My songwriting got better. I was better at my healing gifts, my psychic gifts. People were experiencing amazing things by being in my presence and working with me more and more as I became clearer with myself. And I thought it all meant something. I thought I knew what that meant. So I would try to do something with my gifts, but it would inevitably fall. I couldn't get any attraction like I talked about in the last episode. I also talked about this in episode 4, how we can feel like we are so deeply meant for something, but have it so not work out. At least not in the ways we think it should. That's what we experience in distillation. No matter how great of a songwriter I was, all the known ways of being a performing songwriter in the world were not working for me. I would fall if I tried them. No matter how great of a soul seer and healer I was, trying to offer my gifts in the world in any preconceived way of how you offer gifts like in the that in the world just did not work. Whatever I tried to do with my gifts wouldn't work. Those are the t- two key words. Try. Do. This is the most confusing thing. This is why distillation is such a hard phase to endure. We're getting clearer and clearer about who we are. We are getting more and more honed in in our gifts and abilities, more focused, but less and less able to do anything with them that can be so maddening when i was going through this distillation i was living in utah i lived there for 16 years of my adult life i had a little house by the mountains i would go hiking every day i had done my very best for years to heal to do the inner work to make sure i was breaking cycles clearing my trauma, not carrying anything forward. I really wanted to clear that all out of the way so I could live my soul. I had given all of that my best effort. I had followed so many of my dreams. I worked as a writer at a publishing company doing travel writing for magazines. I had owned a music studio, taught music lessons, performed as a songwriter, toured and performed as a songwriter for a while. I did everything I thought my soul was calling me to do. I had a 10-year relationship with a soulmate that I loved dearly and had amazing adventures with. But everything, no matter what I tried, I still had the feeling that it wasn't quite right. That I was still somehow playing small. Everything felt a little bit too small. And the further and further I got into this work and the further and further I got into distillation, the further and further I got into my soul, it felt like everything in the physical world was closing in on me. The more I tried to live my best life, create my best life, it kept closing in on me. I had really lived that line in the David White poem that a lot of us know, the poem, Sweet Darkness, that says, Sometimes it takes darkness and the sweet confinement of your aloneness to learn Anything or anyone that does not bring you alive is too small for you. Anything or anyone that does not bring you alive is too small for you. I had really lived that. And I realized that all my best guesses at what was going to bring me alive was too small. It kept letting me down. But there was nothing to take its place. The sweet darkness was the only thing there to wrap itself around me. The sweet nothingness, the emptiness, the unknown. And what I realized was I eventually had to face, with as much courage as I could muster, the unknown I had to give myself to the unknown, fully, in order to really know who I was to live my soul. During those years in Utah, I remember laying on the couch, staring up the ceiling, staring at the walls, and I would hear my deepest knowing tell me that I would leave all of this one day soon, that all of my alchemy and my inner work was actually pulling me through this life into an unknown life, that this life was closing in on me. The life I created with so much love and care and attention was closing in on me because it was really just my best guess at what I thought life would look like for me if I was true to my soul. It was all just my best guess, and my soul would speak to me when I was laying there staring at the nothing. It said I would be leaving Utah. I would be leaving this life and that I would spend the next life, next part of my life by water. But I had no idea how that would happen. I had no idea what that meant. I was a true West-born and bred in the West girl. I grew up on a ranch in the mountains. I knew mountains. I knew drought. I knew desert. But I didn't know life by the water, and I had no idea how how I would get there. But I had that deep knowing. And during this time, when my life was slowly closing in on me, as I got more aligned with my own soul, I wrote this song. We're closing in. This picture is fading to grey. I'm not comfortable here in my own skin. I can barely remember my name. Mm. And you ask if want my coffee black as if you don't know me by now is this some kind of sick game of mix and match did i get turned around somehow or maybe i'm so Turn the mirrors around It's so hard to look at myself Life's filled with beauty surround me It's easier to believe in someone else But if I could be the trees on the shoreline Reflecting myself on the lake Then I could be the land the water and the sky all at once in that timeless place oh wouldn't that be something the sun. It took me four years after I wrote that song to finally be ready to leave Utah. I drove away from that life with my car and a few belongings. I didn't know where I was going. I had a hotel room booked in Montana for the first night away, and that's it. I had sold everything. I left my beloved. I left my beautiful mountain home. I left everything, the life I tried to build there, and I had a fresh start. I was terrified and ready. It was the beginning of a deep and irrevocable partnership with the unknown. And I've come to understand that until I could really give myself over to the unknown, I was never going to discover the someone else I felt I was always meant to be. And I had to very painfully discover that I fit in nowhere so I could find my true belonging in the unknown. I live on an island now, in a place that I never would have consciously dreamed or guessed for myself, but my soul very obviously dreamed it for me. Recently, I was lying under a palm tree, staring up at the sky, the same way I used to stare up at my ceiling in my house in Utah, and I remember thinking, wow, this is the life, This is the life I used to stare up at my ceiling in Utah and think I would one day be in. I'm in that life now. This is the life I was meant to live. This is the life that's big enough to hold me because it is merged with the unknown. It's a true partnership with the unknown. And I only got here by first being in every other hard part of the process. I only got to this life by first showing up to every hard, excruciating, beautiful part of the process. The process carries us through. The only thing we can do is surrender to it. And I always hesitate sharing details from my life because everyone's life and everyone's journey looks different. You might not have to walk away from a life you built or a partnership or a family in order to go through the narrow gate. You might not have to. I had to. What it takes for everyone to go through the narrow gate, to go through that distillation and reincarnate into our own lives, to get a fresh start, to break a cycle, that's different for everyone. And we can only know what it's going to require of us by showing up to the truth of every moment. We can't push the process. We can't guess the process. We can't outsmart the process. We can only surrender to it. We can only live it through to its natural end. And then we live the next one. Thank you for listening. Thank you all who are supporting, donating, sharing, liking, and reviewing. Everything helps. It really helps me to know you're out there, you're listening, and you care. You can always find more of my work at mccallerickson.com. Until next time, be well in soul. Watch the birds fly south. Watch the sun rise in the east. Watch this big world go round and round and watch me turn into sun.